Hi and welcome to the FFS podcast and welcome to the first episode of season 2 of the MWF series. Now for those of you who are tuning in for the first time and don't know what the F- uh, the MWF series is, it's basically our shorter series where we kind of review the games that have happened over the weekend. So whether it be Premier League or across the major leagues basically. And so for today we are going to be reviewing the not no it's not the north london derby it's just the london derby it's between chelsea and tottenham hotspur so this is going to be part 1 we're going to be reviewing two games but it'll be two different parts or two different episodes so this is going to be part 1 and uh joining me on this podcast we've got sharat and harsh so as you can see okay actually, actually if you're listening to this on the audio podcast you can't see it but uh sharat is the chelsea fan here and harsh who's been on the podcast before is the Tottenham Hotspur fan and to those of you who can't see it you obviously know you can you can see the color differences it's awesome all right so let's start off guys by you know first talking about before the game what your thoughts were or how confident you were so let's start off with Shachar Chelsea have come out, like come out of the gates blazing they've you know champions of europe super cup winners and potentially you know like title contenders given the strong sort of transfer window that you had you know you've addressed one key issue here going into this against spurs how confident were you that you could get the result done actually to be very honest i was very confident of getting a win actually because if you look at tottenham after the first three games after uh, nuno was selected as the manager of the month against crystal palace they were they were not up to the par we can say that because considering the lineup he took the initial lineup he took and the performance that tottenham gave so and like not taking that part into the context chelsea as a whole we are flying as you said we are flying so every game we step onto the pitch it's like we will get a win we had that confidence uh, oozing in everyone Do, do you think the like okay so your you obviously had so i don't know so sometimes it's a luxury to play the last game of the weekend knowing what your rivals have done and sometimes it's like extra pressure because you've seen liverpool win you've seen uh, manchester united have that late escape where de gea saved the penalty so for you it felt like you do need to keep up with i know it's early in the season now, so i mean if this was april may uh, or even march april you'd be like oh we have to win the pressure is like 10 times this is early start of the season but still you know the premier league is so close between the top 4 5 that you know every win counts you know manchester city can just pick it up one day have a winning run and then you never know so for chelsea Uh, for you guys i mean was it added pressure or did you kind of feel like you had the luxury of knowing what your rivals did and then you know actually if you talk talking about the fans perspective i don't think the team would be like much worried about other results when they were preparing for tottenham obviously so when we are talking about fans perspective yeah like uh, i i properly thought that west ham deserved to win that match they they uh, were yeah 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 they were unlucky you know noble that yeah that is an all another co- uh, topic so yeah but to be honest if you take the big six clubs i think for chelsea it's the toughest start for the campaign compared to other 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 teams i think so because we have played arsenal away tottenham away and also away. Oh, liverpool um, away 
yeah 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 exactly so and man city to come also so because they are taking uh, only uh, anfield draw so losing only two points from that it's actually a great result so actually getting from getting away from this tough pictures is the main thing yeah obviously yeah pressure, pressure counts on that so our main agenda now is to like taking taking the maximum from the man city game and looking forward uh, to the next phase perfect uh, and harsh for spurs obviously you started off well with that win at manchester city uh, against manchester yeah, i don't know if it was at the etihad uh, it was at our place okay i mean but still it's it's a it's a victory nonetheless yeah. i mean a good start for nuno uh, but then obviously you've had that loss against crystal palace your euro your conference league hasn't been <laughs> the best of yeah. runs there but going into this you know the way the chelsea have gone how what were your thoughts going into the game so uh, against chelsea so it's a uh, it's the tradition of tottenham so no matter how we play before getting to the chelsea game it's sh- i mean there's there's no way we are winning that that's for sure so it's a sure shot loss that we all expect to happen so if we do get a draw that's a, that's a great result so that's how like i and a lot of tottenham fans treat the chelsea game so irrespective of whether we are playing at home or whether we are playing at the stamford bridge it's i mean we take take a draw uh, take a loss for sure and then hope let that we don't lose the game and especially off the back of the run that we came into this game yeah. i mean there were really no hopes but, of but tell me this i mean obviously yes i mean your the record isn't the greatest against chelsea but like this is a derby and in most derbies form or everything is out the window it's kind of just on that day so don't you guys have that sort of like feeling like you no, know so we, we might have happened <laughs> so it's the chelsea game is the annual marcus alonso i mean show, showcase day so if he if he doesn't perform on any other uh, like irrespective of what he does even if he is not playing on any other premier league game or any other game he will play against tottenham and he will do something against tottenham so i mean that's how it's been the last 2 3 years and i mean that that's how it was to, uh, today as well i mean yesterday as well so yeah i mean so I, for me and a lot of other tottenham fans we weren't expecting much but how we played in the first half i think we were based on that just the first 45 minutes i think we are, we were really unlucky to lose this game 3-0 and i mean the game really turned quickly in those like 5-10 minutes in the second half and i mean full uh, credit to to shell to bring on uh, kante and like hurry everyone in the midfield and, and totally change the game although there was a yeah. bit of luck involved but i mean what can you do I mean, yeah, you do definitely need a little bit of luck. You're going your way, but anyway, we'll come to that turning point a little while later. So let's talk about this lineup, Harsh, and any sort of surprises for you? It felt like Sun was playing the sole striker at times, and I just wanted to know yeah. what was. I mean, yeah. I mean, why why would you not have Kane there, and why would you have Sun? There? I mean, what was the what do you think was the thinking behind that by Nuno? so i mean i still haven't got the chance yet to listen to his uh, post match press conference so i'm not sure if he has like i mean uh, come out and said by what yeah. was his reason behind playing sun yeah. but i think like uh, for me i think it was more more of a pressing uh, uh, reason that sun was playing so kane if you if you if you've seen the last couple of games that he started he really hasn't shown the legs to cover i mean to go and and press the center backs so i think that was one of the main reasons to uh, put put sun in as a uh, focal point as uh, as a focal point so as you can hurry uh, the three chelsea center backs and it it did work sort of in the first half but then it I mean, the whole game as uh, in general did go away but i think it 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 did work uh, a little bit 
uh, coming on that uh, the point that i mean on the lineups i think it was a really surprising lineup none of the tottenham fans were expecting loselso and dombele sun all three of them starting uh, right off the bat so that that was really uh, good i, I think so I, i saw a tweet uh, like i think lo- lots of people were saying this so the uh, the uh, the r between the lineups and the uh, kickoff was probably our best half this season <laughs> because the the lineups were were, were totally, totally unexpected and i think we did uh, all credit to what we did in the first 45 minutes i think that's probably the that's the only positive that i think we should take and focus on building upon that yeah i mean because you did start off well you did have a couple of chances to at least get the i think sun had that really good chance one on one obviously almost could have scored that but Sharat, in terms for terms of Chelsea, I mean, I don't think there were many surprises. We all expected three at the back and this thing, but like the fact that you got Lukaku is that beneficial for someone like Werner who can play naturally on his wings, um, on the wings, which uh, which is probably his natural position, like on the left and then Carve coming in. So and he had a de- and he had a decent game as well. So like, what what did you think of the lineup from Chelsea's side? Yeah. Okay. So the only surprise was obviously the Kepa one. So uh, we were all surprised because before the match, because uh, everyone like Mendy is a sure starter uh, based on his merit and everything that's going going on around him is a sure starter. So before thirty, uh, it, it was a very surprising thing because I think he is having an injury, so that's a bit of a concern. Because and Kepa, I know every Chelsea fans are backing him, but still, when whenever Kepa starts, there's a sort of Sort of bad like uh, rooming around him. So I don't know. It, it I don't know if it's his fault. Yeah, I, I, I I know I know the I know the Kepa sort of fear. Uh, we've had yeah. that with with like Carius and all that. But I feel like or Adri Adrian of late. But I'm just saying like I think of late when Tuchel's come in, um, his performances like even in the FA Cup. I know you guys lost it, but his performance was actually quite good he couldn't have stopped that yuri telemans and i don't think anyone wanted him to stop that yuri telemans uh, shot but i'm just saying that there haven't been too many mistakes that have have that have been his like his or his solely his fault like you know the one against liverpool the two goals where we beat you which was solely him but that was before too but i'm just saying that you know mistakes like that haven't been too often now even when he's come and i guess that's good because even though i know mendy is like the surefire starter to have someone who's still okay who's decent enough and doesn't make too many mistakes is still fine yeah but go on yeah yeah actually so talking about kepa because yeah uh, all you think is is correct because but whenever uh, talking about the fake up final against leicester uh, like whenever kepa starts there's so, always his world class goals all the players will be having that confidence you know <laughs> yeah. to take actually like whenever mendy is in place or whenever uh, like uh, for example alison uh, ederson or loris to take i don't think the players have an confidence to take long shots if there is in much like space if I, uh, if I'm, like uh, make So whenever it's Kepa, every every player will have the confidence to take a shot. Let let's try it. Uh, what, Fair uh, what, enough. Yeah, yeah. What what if he take if he makes a blunder or something? So so uh, talking about that uh, Spurs lineup. So when we when we saw Kane and Son uh, in the front line, because there was a speculation that uh, Son w- uh, would be would not would not be starting or something like that. So yeah, actually uh, talking about Spurs, can I talk about Spurs lineup also? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, 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 so,
like 90 minute player if he has, he has got that stamina english stamina i think he's a, a lot sort of clone clone of kovacic uh, yeah, what i feel yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so endombel in midfield hoiberg hoiberg is brilliant and also uh, De- delhi i think he has had delhi earlier right? yeah, yeah. yeah. comparing with the cristal uh, i was very very shocked to see that three defensive midfield escape hoiberg and who was at wings wings were playing against crystal palace I, i i didn't i didn't find that logic i don't know what was the thinking behind it so compared to that uh, getting a creative spark in indobel in the midfield actually 45 minutes to be honest is the best like best performance that someone has put in uh, opposition team that first 45 minutes is brilliant so giving the credit where it's due to tottenham so after that yeah we will talk about the next stage what what changed the match after that yeah and i guess we come into talking about the game and i mean we harsh we spoke spoken about the first 45 minutes so going into half time what do you think nuno would have told them because clearly i mean we we come to the introduction of conte and his influence on the game but going into half time would nuno have told them keep it tight and keep it as 00 or go ahead and try and you know push forward i have no idea what he said but clearly <laughs> what whatever he said it didn't work from <laughs> the minute minute the referee blew the uh, whistle for the second half to start it was all chelsea it was yeah. all chelsea they got one corner after the other and then subsequently scored and then like i mean the uh, deflected shot and then after, even after that i think we brought on kip and uh, brian hill at the 68th minute or somewhere around that i think so the logic behind the move was to make sure the Rosalso and Ndombele haven't got the fitness yet to finish up the uh, full 90 so i i get the logic behind the move but i think the uh, predominant uh, thinking uh, behind the those two uh, substitutions were to get the team more legs in order to create more chances yes but also save uh, i mean not allow chelsea to get chances either but it clearly didn't uh, work out that way i mean chelsea were getting shots after one after the other from the 68th yeah. minute onwards till the uh, game ended it was all i mean the second half was like horrible but okay let's talk about because clearly some i mean two of the goals i think came from set pieces the corners especially and i mean from one thing is spurs i mean they, they have had their issues with set pieces before i mean loris isn't the most sort of dem- the most i wouldn't say aggressive but like he doesn't come out for the ball convincingly he's not the most convincing sort of yeah. keeper to come out and catch the ball or punch the ball out of the air but you i mean you have defenders who are pretty tall pretty strong as well but are you slightly concerned that set pieces uh, you know conceding from set pieces is is something that nuno needs to look into or you know it's just one of those uh... games where Yeah, I think it's one of those games. I I, mean, I may be wrong here, but I don't think uh, we have conceded from set pieces uh, before this. So uh, the three goals that we conceded against Crystal Palace were all from open play. Uh, yeah, I think it was from open play. I don't think we conceded from uh, set pieces like even in in those. I mean, e- even in the Conference League. So I mean, the Thiago Silva goal was. I don't think Loris could have done anything on that. It was like I think he headed it. way beyond the 6 yard box so there was no chance that luis was getting onto that even if he had the i mean it, like even if he it was it was cool to i don't think it, uh, he could have got to that either so i mean there are those are kind of moments that you have to get that, them going in your uh, favor in this 
in these big games uh it was not our day i mean it it really showed and the own i mean the deflected goal like put a stamp on on that uh, on the, that being not our day yeah yeah and shall okay let's talk about conte because he's had certain injury issues of late i mean age is catching up he's not he is not being able to get those 90 full 90 minutes where he runs around the pitch like a mad dog like running Uh, I mean, like a brilliant man, Madra, but running, you know, like he, he just never seemed to run out of pace. And I think now it's more about managing his sort of uh, physical uh, needs and everything. So, and I, I guess that also probably leads to why you went and got Saul on loan, uh, you know, to kind of rotate between them. But... He, you know the introduction of content definitely changed the game up switched the game and what what do you have to say as, as to what, why why do you think that was and what did he add to the team or what did he bring to the team that wasn't there in the first 45 to 60 minutes yeah so what happened in the first half is that what i felt was that like chelsea were considering the chelsea always had that midfield control when we have the jorginho cross which or jorginho can't take that double six what uh, tuchel force or mm-hmm. the double pivot so we wouldn't have that control actually that is surprising that uh, that should be given the credit must be given to tottenham and you know because they had endombele they were controlling the game endombele was like uh, perfectly controlling the game so actually tukel the brilliant manager he is he, he found that he found that like they are getting that control and uh, sec, uh when did kante come i don't actually remember the minute he came uh, right after the half time half time uh, yeah right after yeah, yeah okay so right after that so, so it was a proactive move from or to kill so he, he he saw that the control was missing so he uh, put in kante so there was uh, the shape was actually a 532 with uh, jorginho kovacic and uh, kante so kante was playing as an uh, rcm so when kante came the uh, control basically shifted from tottenham completely to chelsea so we had that typical chelsea control post to kill what has happened so from there on we are creating chances we are creating endless chances So from there on i i thought the game was over there from that uh, tukel substitution i want uh, yeah obviously kante i will give more credit to tukel because of his because he has noticed that uh, that deficiency in what happened in first half and he proactively in, implemented the game and the game was over 3-0 uh, and i thought uh, we could have scored more but yeah still it was a uh, the if you generalize it, it was a game of two halves actually uh, tottenham uh, actually won Uh, yeah. Like if you look at it, Tottenham played better in the first half, and second half it was Chelsea, and more, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess because the three of Tottenham may have because you guys started with just the two proper midfielders. I I know Mason Mount and all are midfield, Kai Havertz are midfielders, but they're more attacking threats than they are sitting back. So I suppose that's where Tottenham would have got the better because Delhi Ali, Ndombele, and uh, who's the other one? Not Lucasset. Ah, Hoiberg. Yeah, they're all. They kind of sit at the midfield level. They don't go all. I mean, Delhi Ali probably venture a little forward, and these guys at times. But yeah, that probably could. Yeah. So basically, combating that three in midfield by adding one more person and yeah, getting actually, three versus yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, uh, even if the shape, like the lineup was Mount was actually starting in left uh, flanks or something, but uh, yeah. our way of play is Mount will come in deep and would uh, be not in the build up. but that yeah. was not possible because uh they uh, in the first half uh like tottenham were dominating and mount wasn't having that usual impact so mount was off and kante came in then yeah it, it was over. all right great so let let's kind of talk about the consequences of this and harsh like 
for Spurs, this is yet another blow because you've had Crystal Palace that that was a loss. It's an unexpected loss, I suppose. The Conference League isn't going the best. I mean, it, it's been a after a successful couple of games, I think, for uh, Nuno, where you found yourself top of the table. It's kind of going the Spursy way in a way. I just wanted to know what what do you think Nuno needs to do in order to get back, get things back, and in the worst case scenario, how long does he have? Uh, how long does he have? I'll answer that probably first. So, the next game we are playing is uh, in the midweek against Wolves. Uh, that's the Carabao Cup game. And then after that is the Arsenal game, which is away. So, since the Arsenal game is away, we are surely not winning that. So, everything is probably dependent oh, come on, on but what we do uh, I mean, I guess you could say it's Arsenal the same way you could say it's Spurs. But I guess the, the form of both would really... So, the same... <laughs> The same logic that I applied to Chelsea applies to the Emirates Stadium as well. So, irrespective of how Arsenal are playing in that season, they always get something at the Emirates. So, I mean, I, I think we would probably get a draw. So, we have a much better chance of getting a draw at the Emirates than against Chelsea, irrespective of where they're playing against them. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. put it that way. So, I think Nuno has, uh, I mean, his head's under the water. So, I think probably these two games would be very crucial. I don't think we'll be sacking him this soon. Uh, I, I think we'll wait for a longer. But there were certainly, certainly there were a lot of positive in the first half. I think that has to be the uh, base that we build around uh, going forward. We have to get Loselso and Ndombele playing in the same 11, getting their fitness much better than what it is now, getting closer to the, those 90 minutes rather than finishing off uh, around the 68th minute mark. So I think the, the, clearly the talent is there. I don't know like how much I and mean, so another issue is uh, the uh, 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 the that we have had so far is our lack of scoring create, I mean creating goal scoring chances I think Kane has had just one or two op- uh, open play shots in the Premier League so far so he's clearly yeah. not able to, I mean I don't know like uh, how much I, I, I don't think it's right to question his uh, work ethic yeah, or, I was, uh, was going yeah, to question it but yeah but, sure. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we should be doing yeah, that. But anyway, yeah. uh, there's a lot of the, the the talent in the team is clearly is there, clearly is there, and I think the base has to be uh, the midfield of Ndombele and the so to get those uh, get the get our front players in those goals. Yeah, goals. I mean, I was going to question Kane, but then the problem is like I know Kane's quite the professional player, and if you look at it, even for England, he has been. I think since this whole transfer business has got like quite into it's probably gone into his head or he's been questioning stuff since the summer because even in the Euros and all he was struggling quite a bit so you can understand if he was playing well for England like because it was Sterling in in England who was doing well so you you imagine like if he was doing well for England and then he comes to Spurs and then doesn't do well then you can kind of question more but then the fact that he's overall just struggling whether it be Mentally, he's not in the right place saying that, you know, I wanted to leave, didn't happen. And he's kind of just not really enthusiastic right now. That's possibly it. But he needs to get his act together one, like soon, as soon as possible. Because, you know, the more he continues like this, the more other suitors are then going to say, like, there are better strikers out there. Why would we? Yeah. You know, it all depends on you need to prove yourself week in after week out. Only then will a Man City or a whoever come in. Yeah. So, that that is important. Uh, and Sharad for Chelsea, you, you guys are top of the table right now, right? And so it 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 is 
now going to be interesting like you mentioned you've got the city fixture which is massive you've got other couple of fixtures you got the champions league game which is going to be next week as well so realistically what do you think is a target for tuchel this year i think obviously it's going to be the title pl title because yeah it's been uh, since uh, antonio conte that season we haven't had the title so obviously the realistic target i think yeah we are sh- i think yeah 60 to 60 70% we can, we can we can win the title still uh, liverpool man city and united also they are uh, contenders for that for the title yeah the uh, realistic objective will be the title and also going as far as uh, in the champions league we will see yeah if if if, if we win that also it's fine you you guys have the club world cup as well right december something yeah 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 it's in december yeah. so I think the the venue is a, some sort of in discussion. The Jason finalist at venue. Oh, okay, I, I, isn't it Qatar or Qatar was no Qatar was the previous two years. I think then they've changed every yeah. two years. They keep changing. Uh, yeah. Japan or something. They are talking. I saw reports oh. related. They shifted to Japan or something. Not finalist. <laughs> anyway, awesome. All right, guys. I think we should call it a timeout for today. So thank you, Sharat and Harsh, for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you here discussing the London derby. Hopefully, we can discuss you know future matches as well. But thank you once again, and I can't wait to host you in the near future. Thank you, bro. Thank you for being a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Awesome. And to those of you who are listening to this podcast, thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed that little review. I'll catch you all on part two, which will come up uh, after this or in another episode, obviously. And uh, to those of you who've been watching this, thank you for showing your support. And actually, before we get to that, to those of you listening to this, you know, you can watch the video podcast. The video podcast or the video version of this podcast will only be available for members of the FFS podcast. So you can show your support. We've launched something known as the Patreon podcast. a uh, page so it's kind of like a membership program we got different tiers so and different benefits obviously for these tiers so you know uh, you you can get bonus content you get early access you get your choice you get veto power you get to kind of ask if you want to do your own bonus episodes you get all of that so depending on which tier you're on so you can get all of that access you can get access even to these kind of video podcasts there so Uh yeah that that's something for you to think about but for those of you watching this then thank you for your support and I can't wait to hear from you as well so I guess that's about it for part 1 of episode 1 of the MWF podcast I'm your host Pradi once again you stay safe and see you